James 5, 16-20 Confess your faults one to another, and pray for one another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. In this powerful sermon, get ready to pray. Now join Pastor Paul and the Word Mission Church International Family for this message on prayer. Let's turn to Acts chapter 12. Thank you, Lord. Acts chapter 12 from verse 1. Acts chapter 12 from verse 1. He says, Now about that time Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some from the church. Then he killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. Now he was doing the days of unleavened bread. So when he had arrested him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him intending to bring him before the people after Passover, after, after Passover. Peter was kept in prison, but constant prayer. Everyone say constant prayer. Constant prayer. Say one more time, constant prayer. Constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. And when Herod was about to bring him out, that night Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers, and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison, and he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly, and his chains fell off his hands. Then the angel said to him, Get yourself and tie on your sandal, and so he did. And when he said, and he said to him, put on your garment and follow me. And so he went out and followed him and did not know what was done by the angel, but thought he was seeing a vision. When they were past the first and the second guard post, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city, which opened to them of its own accord. And they went out and went down one street and immediately the angel departed from him. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's look at some key nuggets in here, and then we'll use that. We'll use that to pray. What you have to realize is that the, the persecution uh, came to the church first in Acts chapter four. The church was persecuted, and then they prayed. And notice what the Bible says. Uh, they were trying to intimidate them to stop them from doing the work of God, from going forward with the work of God. But in Acts chapter 4, verse 20, they said, For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. That is very important. What we have seen and heard, we are going to keep testifying. We are not going to let anything stop us. Even as we have come to the midpoint of this year, we are not going to stop. We are not going to quit. We are not going to give up. The word of God that he has given to us, we are going to keep speaking those words. They try to stop them. And so when it gets to, when it gets to uh, Acts chapter 5 verse 18, it says, and they laid, Acts chapter 5 verse 18, Acts chapter 5 verse 18, they laid 
their hands on them, on the apostles, and put them in the common prison. But at night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, Go stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. Every time that they tried to stop these people, put them in prison, God intervened. And then the next comes the Apostle Paul, who was also persecuting the church. He, 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 he was there when Stephen was crucified. And to deal with that wave of persecution, you know what God did? I like God. He's a very humorous person. He took the enemy and converted him. And that was the end of that persecution. <laughs> Sometimes what God will do is that the very enemy, the very things that have come against you, he will take it and turn it around. And so in the mighty name of Jesus tonight, though whatever you may be faced with, whatever you may be confronted with, my prayer is that may God take it and turn it around for his glory. So when it gets to Acts chapter 12, because of the, the history of, of their attempt to keep these apostles in prison, and every time that they tried to capture them, when they put Peter in prison, they wanted to be sure this time. So the Bible says they assigned to him four, that is 16 soldiers. Look, 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 look at it again. In Acts chapter 12, they, 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 they secured the things very secure. So that this time, he's not going to get out of prison. There is no way that he's getting out. The guards were keeping him very, very secure. He said, verse 4 says, four squads or squads or soldiers to keep him. That is 16 soldiers. Every time we try to stop these people, they keep escaping. Every time they, so this time we are going to secure it as best as possible. They had already taken James and, ki and, and killed James and he, he proceeded to take Peter also. Then the church said no. You must get to the point where in your life you say to the enemy enough is enough. You see, Herod stands for the epitome of the world system. Peter stands for as the head of the church at that time. If they kill, if they take Peter also, it's going to impact the church very severely. Then the church said no. Enough is enough. Peter, verse 5 says, Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Constant prayer. Terror stands for the enemy. That comes to destroy. And so in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray in the name of Jesus, any plan of the enemy, any plan of the enemy concerning your life, concerning your family, from now till the end of the year, uh, in the name of Jesus, tonight we are going to rise and pray and say, no, you are not going to destroy my life. No, you are not going to destroy my family. No, you are not going to destroy my children. 
children. No, you are not going to destroy my marriage. No, you are not going to destroy my finances. No, you are not going to destroy any aspect of my life. Tonight, I am going to rise and I'm going to begin to pray and I'm going to say, God, in the name of Jesus, intervene in the affairs of my life. Enough of the destruction in my life. Enough of the enemy destroying things in my life. Enough is enough. I am going to rise up and pray tonight. That is why we are here. Thank you, Lord Jesus. According to the historian, they told us that where Peter was scared, Fort Antonio was opposite the Roman garrison, very fortified. And at that point, you see, constant prayer will bring you deliverance. At that point, they have they have they 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 have a number of they have a number of um options here. They can they they can they can go to the king and say and say um let's negotiate here let's talk through this that that, that, that is one, one option one option one option that, that they have they can also decide that um this christianity business is too difficult <laughs> 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 we decided in Acts chapter 4 that we are going to speak the word of God only, but this thing is too difficult. So, so King, we are just going to decide that we are going to do your wish. We are not going to preach God's word. We are going to give up our Christian faith. We are going to compromise and just give it in. You just let Peter out, go, out, go out. That's, well, that's one option. That then they can also decide that 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 that, that they are go, they are, they are going to um they are, they are going to um send a delegation to Herod to try to broker a deal. But no, they chose they chose the option of prayer. They chose the option of prayer. Constant prayer will bring you deliverance in every area of your life. You see, the goal of, 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 taking, of taking you out is to bring you into a, I mean, we took, take Peter out, is to bring the church, you and the, you into a state of hopelessness. What are we going to do now? To bring you into a state of despair. But notice, not, 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 notice what happened. The Bible says, verse 7, 7 says, Now an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone on the prison, and he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly, and his chains fell off his hand. Chains. Sometimes it feels that you are in captivity. It feels that you are not coming out. It feels that you are not coming out. But tonight, I can announce to you by the word of the Lord, tonight is your night of liberty. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Tonight is your night of freedom. Everything that has held you captive in your health, in your family, in your finances, in any area of your life, in the mighty name of Jesus, tonight is your jubilee. Tonight is your night of freedom. 
Tonight is your night of liberty. You have been held in captivity long enough. God is saying, tonight is your night. God is saying, you are coming out free. God is saying, you are being liberated. God is saying, enough is enough. Tonight is your night. You are being made free. If the sun shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. I see somebody going free in your health. I see somebody oh, going free in your finances. I see somebody, oh, those children, in the mighty name of Jesus, they are coming back home. In Jesus' mighty name, I see somebody, oh, that relationship, oh, that marriage situation, God is saying, I am dealing with it. In the mighty name of Jesus, you are going free. Shout it, I'm going free. Shout it, I'm going free. Shout it, I'm free. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. He told them, get yourself and tie on your sandal. And so he did. And he said to him, put on your garment and follow me. So he went out and followed him and did not know that what was done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. I like verse 10. Notice this is very, this is very important. Let's let see something here. It says, when they were past the first. You see, when he gets to the first gate, he's still technically in, in prison. He's still technically, the chains have fallen off. He's just gone past the first post. And that is why so many, so many, so many times we as Christians, we stop. We just stop at the first post. But that's not God, God's very best. He intends for you to get out of that captivity. Amen. He says, and the second God posts. And he didn't stop there. They had secured the place very well. He says, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city. Think about it. Peter was already in the city. The devil is a mean devil. Peter was already in the city. He takes him out of the city and puts him in prison. Puts him in captivity. God works the other way around. He takes you from captivity and brings you back into the city. I see somebody oh, entering the place that God had for us for them. Entering in this next, next six months of the year. I see you entering the fullness of that which God has for you. The city represents freedom. The city represents the things that God has for you. Not the other way around. He doesn't intend for you to be in captivity. He said they came to the iron gate that leads to the city. Tonight I see somebody you are being, sometimes the situation may have lingered for a long time, but tonight I see somebody going past that first gate, going past that second gate, going past the iron gate, the very barricaded place of the enemy. I see you going past it and entering the fullness of that which God has for your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, and I like this. It says, and they went, and, and it says, which opened the gates, which opened to them of its own accord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is the first one that in, invented automa automatic doors. <laughs> 
<laughs> when you get to the store, sometimes or, or, or a, a building, you just stand there and then the doors open. That they didn't just happen. You got thought about it. <laughs> we just we just got caught up recently. <laughs> <laughs> but the Bible says, which opened to them of its own accord. Oh, there are certain doors in your life that are closed, that in this season, I see those doors opening to them of their own accord as we begin to pray tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus, those doors that are meant to be opened that are closed. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray and I speak tonight. In Jesus' name, may they open of their own accord. My Lord, my God, you may wake up, you may sleep one of these days in some form of captivity. And the next thing that you know, you wake up and a miracle is right before your eyes. It opened on its own accord because God says so, you must not remain there. Those doors must open. And oh my Lord, I see you. God will put a smile on your face and you will say, wow, this must be a miracle. Wow, this must be God. This couldn't have been me arranging this thing. This couldn't have been me trying to calculate this thing. God opened those doors on their own, on his own accord. I see some doors opening on their own accord tonight. Hallelujah. If you believe I say amen. Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to the name of the Lord. He says, which open to them of its own accord. My Lord and my God, from now to the end of the year, may God overwhelm you with his blessings. May God overwhelm you with miracles. Oh, doors opening to you of its own accord. The city is where your future is. Man may close that gate, but one angel. Oh, they tell us that the, the, the gates of the city, uh, the, the, I mean, where he came out from was guarded by 25 people and, one, and two people had the keys to the gate. But one angel took care of all of that. <laughs> oh, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Oh, my Lord and my God. Man may close those gates manually, but God and through prayer, those doors can open automatically. Very, 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 very important. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You see, and then what you have to realize is when the angel came, he poked, the Bible says he smoked him, literally he poked him to wake him up. And later on, the same angel that delivered Peter out of prison is the same angel that took care of Herod and eliminated him from the earth. Prayer can take care of the enemies in in our way. It can take care of our enemies in our way. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. In Malachi, let's look at a verse here. In Malachi chapter 3, Micah chapter 3, verse 8. Notice what the Bible says. Micah chapter 3, verse 8. He says, but truly I am full of power by the Spirit 
by the, the Spirit, the Lord, and of justice and might. I pray that will be our testimony tonight. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's look at some more scriptures to build, to build our faith, and, 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 then, and then we'll pray. Thank you, Lord. Jeremiah chapter 11, verse 18. Jeremiah chapter 11, verse 18. Thank you, Lord. Jeremiah chapter 11, verse 18. He says, Now the Lord gave me knowledge of it, and I know it, for you showed me their doings. The Lord gave me knowledge of it. He gave him knowledge of it. And he says, and I know it. He showed me that. But then verse 19 says, but I was like a docile lamb brought to the slaughter. And I did not know that they had devised schemes against me saying, let us destroy the tree with its fruits. And let us cut him from the land of the living that his name may be remembered no more. But the Bible says, he says, the Lord gave me knowledge of it and showed me their doings. He says, he was like a lamb to the slaughter and he did not know that there are device schemes against him saying, you see, that is the work of the enemy. Without you knowing to devise schemes, that, that's why Paul said we are not ignorant of his devices. And notice, he says, let us destroy the tree with its fruit. Normally, you, I, mean, you, I mean, even if you had just destroyed the fruit, that is one thing. But he's cutting off the whole tree so that there will be no fruit. The fruit in our lives. The, 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 sometimes it's, it's a relationship. Sometimes it's our finances. Sometimes it's our children. Sometimes it's our marriage. But his goal, he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And in this case, he's a very mean person. He wants to destroy the tree with its fruit. And he say, he's, he, and, the, 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 and the, the, the thing that he wanted to use was the lack of knowledge. To destroy the tree with his fruit and cut him off from the land of the living. That is why we have to pray. That is why we have to, that is why we have to get into constant prayer. Begin because if we are if we don't know, if we don't have know what the enemy is scheming and devising against us, then he goes on destroying and destroying and destroying in our lives. I pray that will not be our testimony in the name of Jesus. In Nehemiah, he used the same tactic. Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 11. Nehemiah kept building the wall. And Sambalat and Tobiah kept devising schemes against him. And he says, Nehemiah 4, 11 says, And our adversary said, they will neither know nor see anything till we come into their midst and kill them and cause the work to cease. He doesn't want you to know. He wants to stop you in your tracks. He wants to stop you in the vision and the plan that God has for your life. He's busy building and the strategy is that they want to sneak up on him and he will neither know nor see anything. You see, if you're not praying, you're, I mean, Jeremiah 33 verse 3 says, call unto me and I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know. 
So if you are not praying, you are at a disadvantage. You don't know anything from a physical standpoint or from a spiritual standpoint. Then he says, till we come into their midst and kill them and cause the work to cease. He wants to stop you in your trials, in your family, in your health, in your finances, in every area. He, want, he doesn't want you to know. Jeremiah stayed ahead of the game and he said, God caused me to know and I saw what was going on. As we begin to pray, as you begin to pray in this season, may God show you the things that you need to know. May God reveal to you what you need to know. May you begin to see things the way you are supposed to see them. He says, we will neither know nor see anything till we come into their midst and kill them and cause the work to cease. I pray in the name of Jesus. That will begin to see and to know. We'll begin to see and to know. We'll begin to see and to know. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That is what we need to get into the next level of our lives. To get into the next phase of that which God has for us. Prayer will make will make that difference. In First Kings, First Kings chapter eighteen. Let's look at a number of stories here to, to, to keep building our faith. First Kings chapter 18. Thank you, Lord. First Kings chapter 18. From verse 41. Glory be to the name of the Lord. You see, God has an abundance of harvest prepared for us. He says, then Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of, of rain. So Ahab went to eat and drink. Notice what Elijah did. He says, and Elijah went up to the top, up to the top of Camel. Then bow, he bowed down to the ground and put his face between his knees. The rain has to come. The, the, the famine has gone on for a while. The famine in your life may have gone on for a while. It is a season. It is a time where you need to see rain in your life. How are you going to see it? We are going to pray tonight. He says, he began and he said to his servant, go up now, look toward the sea. So he went and looked and said, there is nothing. And seven times he said, go again. And it came to pass the seventh time that he said, there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, go up, say, go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and wind and there was a heavy rain. So Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel. Then the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah and he gathered up his loins and ran ahead of Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. The rain came down mightily in response to his prayer. In the mighty name of Jesus, this is your season of harvest. I pray as we begin to press in that you will enter the fullness of all that God has for your life. If you believe that, say amen. amen. 
Thank you, Lord. Somebody's identity, somebody's identity will change tonight. Let's 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 build some more, we, we, more, and then we'll take the topics one by one and begin to pray. Thank you, Lord. Acts chapter twenty-eight. Acts chapter twenty-eight. Notice this as well. It says, "Now, when they had escaped, then they found out that the island was called Malta." And the natives showed us unusual kindness, for they kindled a fire and made us all welcome because of the rain that was falling and because of the cold. But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper came out of the heat and fastened on his hand. So when the natives saw the creature hanging on his hand, they said to one another, No doubt this man is a murderer whom he has escaped the sea, yet justice does not allow to live. But he shook up the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. However, they were expecting that he would swell up or suddenly fall down. But after they had looked for a long time and saw no harm, came to him, they changed their mind and said that he was a God. You see here, Paul has escaped from a storm. He gets to the other side of the storm and, 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 a, and a snake comes out of, of the fire and sticks to him. But notice what the people said. So many, he says, verse 4 says, so when the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, no doubt this man is a murderer. Think about it. They are calling an apostle a murderer. And so many times, the circumstances that we are faced with becomes what we identify with. Is Paul a murderer? He's not. But the circumstance of his life, now this, his name has changed. Sometimes what we go through, now that becomes the name that we are identified with. Your neighbors, your people around you, your family members look at you and begin to call you by that name. Sometimes the sickness becomes an identity. Sometimes whatever you are, you are, you are being called by a certain name. But tonight, I see you shaking it off as we begin to pray and God will turn their destiny around in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Oh, that which they have called you, that which you have been identified with by the enemy. As every time you see a, a snake in the Bible, it's rep it represents the enemy. He comes, he came and fastened himself on him. It's just like this. No, somebody do like this. I'm shaking it up tonight. I am shaking it up tonight. Oh, I am shaking it up tonight. Tonight is my night to shake it off. Tonight is my night to pray for the abundance of rain in my life. We trust this message was a blessing. Be sure to download our WMCI app from your app store to stay connected and grow with many great resources we have available for your Christian growth.